0: Welcome back to the Overseas Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Kavanna-Burton, and with me, as always, is the Turf King, Cameron Charlton. What's going on, Cam? I mean,
1: nothing. Nothing's new. It's just another week and another Miami Dolphins win. Six yeah. in a row. One mm-hmm. in seven. One in seven this year. We're pretty down in the dumps. I know our halfway midseason rankings, you were uh, saying that the most surprising thing you said was the Dolphins' season. And I mean, that was definitely a little biased, but uh, they've just turned it around. They beat bad competition for sure, but you can only win the games you have. They have a couple good wins this year. Baltimore, they beat the Pats in the first game of the year, but they just keep finding ways to win. And this game, definitely, I know we're going to get more into it, but it wasn't the best game overall, but end of the day, they got a win. So nothing new on that front. So things are good. How are you doing today,
0: Burke? I mean, I'm doing well. I, I was, I mean, yeah, touch on the Miami game. I was choked to it through a brutal pick six. And I was like, really? Like, I mean, he'd been playing so well. We had, we, we've been defending this guy pretty much all year. And then he, you know, shakes it off, leads leads the team down the field, fourth quarter drive to win the game. Um, and honestly, I don't think there's anything more to it than that, honestly right? Like he's been, that's just really been the story all this year is he's, he makes mistakes, but he bounces back from these mistakes, which I thought was huge. Um, but in the end of the day, you know, a wins, a wins, a win, um, you win six in a row, you're seven and seven, you're right there in the hunt for a wildcard spot. I still think you probably have to win out. Um, but it's not impossible. And we got a huge game upcoming this weekend, Monday night football, saints versus dolphins, primetime game. Uh, this is one you got to have, and this saints team's a good defensive team. So yeah we'll touch on that more on our picks podcast but hey i uh, i can't I can't <clears throat> sit here and uh and complain and any anytime there's a victory monday it's you know it's it's a great it's a great day and 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 not only that we had football on monday and and Tuesday and
1: you yeah, know, football Wednesday
0: but <laughs> the, the
1: week of football I mean we had they had to give us a day to do a podcast so Wednesday seemed like a good day my like, goodness no all these podcast people they need at least a day in the middle of the week to do it uh yeah, it's just super exciting. If you look back at it six weeks ago and you're like, for Christmas time, we're going to give you the present of the Miami Dolphins being in the hunt for a wild card spot. I wouldn't have believed you. 500. I will take it. A lot of positives, right? a lot of good things on. So, uh, I mean, we got to touch on a few other headlines. I know we'll have lots of time to talk about the Dolphins Monday night or this week, this coming week. So we will touch on them lots. But uh, we got to get into a few other headlines in the world of sports. Um, Starting with the big one, I think, for us, that the NHL is officially not going to the Olympics. Kind of a pretty, I mean, it sucks. Disappointing. Disappointing, I guess, is the best way to put it, but you 100% understand. They can't go with the rules in China. It doesn't make any sense. Five weeks quarantine if you test positive. The Omicron, everyone's testing positive. Nobody's showing symptoms. So it doesn't make any sense for them to go, but it's super disappointing.
0: And, like, this is a thing, right? It's just, like, this is their livelihood and this is their business, right? Like, we're not – you know, if you get locked down in five weeks in China, you're not getting paid at home, right? And you want to be particip- – I mean, the NHL is your priority, as it should be. That's your job. That's where your contract's signed. Representing your country is is, is amazing. Um, you know, very few are blessed to be able to do it. And, and unfortunately, they won't have a chance to do it this year. Um, but, at you know, you, you have an obligation to your home club first and foremost. So yeah, I totally get it. I think it sucks. I I you know don't think the Olympic like Olympic hockey is the same. Um, the World Juniors is going to be more of an attraction to me than the hockey in the Olympics, as of right now. Uh, but I mean, what what can you really do? And uh, the, I mean, on the Omicron stuff, I mean, basically every sports league around the world's going on a one week, two week shutdown. Um, I actually think that you know this is this is great. Uh, overall because, you know, when you have, you know, from all from all intents and purposes, you have tons of people who are vaccinated or asymptomatic or, or very light symptoms. Um, and, you know, if, if it just blows through the league in two weeks and and that's all they have kind of the rest of the year, I mean, I can't say that that would be the worst thing.
1: Yeah, and that's part of the reason they're doing this in the NHL as well is it allows them to use that Olympic break to try and uh, recoup the games that are getting canceled for COVID here. I mean, you do have to look at kind of forward, too. Uh, you get, you're get you going to have a lot of Canadian hockey players who are going to get to play in the Olympics who never thought they'd have a chance in their life. There was a ton of huge, cool stories last Olympics when the out the NHLers, and there's going to be those stories again this year. You're already looking at some of the players who were on the Spangler Cup that, again, they pulled out of that, too. Devin Dubnik, Devin, David D'Arnais, you got Landon Ferraro. There's some good names. We'll see if the NCAA guys get clear, because then you'll get Owen Power there, who was the number one overall pick last year. So, for these guys, these guys who were never sure they were going to be in the Olympics, these are going to be awesome stories because, at the end of the day, how cool it is and how much we want as hockey fans to have the best on best at the Olympics. The Olympics is truly about amateur sport and getting to know athletes that you otherwise wouldn't have known or become bigger because of this. So, Damian Warner, great example. Yeah, Damian Warner, Andre DeGrasse, McNeely, like all these people, Penny Alexiak. I know hockey is a different story. Like a lot of diehard hockey fans, we've heard of a lot of these guys, but still they could be hometown heroes. Now, if they could pull off this gold medal for Canada, it's a whole different story. Cause if Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid win the gold medal, yeah, it's awesome. And like the golden goal was awesome for Crosby, but yep. it's not the same. If these nobodies go and win a gold medal against Russia, you won't remember it forever. So I'm trying to look at the positive spin of this, and I think that's a really good way of looking at it. It's just like, if we get somebody, if like David Arnais scores an overtime against Russia to win the gold medal, I almost feel like I'll remember that more than even the Crosby goal, just because it's so different. We're the underdogs, and uh, saying Canada's the underdogs on ice is uh, something scary, and uh, we done it in the women's hockey, and we always seem to find a way to win, so Canada's underdogs on ice, never count them
0: out. I just like how you're trying to fan at that, you know. You just call them a bunch of nobodies. Like, who do you think you are? That's 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 my bit. Yeah, I mean
1: somebody's gotta do it. It's just the over six podcast thing, and now they're gonna show up (laughs) in the Olympics and
0: bring home. I'll I'll double down. I'll double down. These bunch of nobodies. Now they're facing the best of Russia. Russia's obviously they're like minus 200 favorites right now. You know you could have got Russia plus 300 two weeks ago. Hope you grabbed that ticket. I don't know if these nobodies from Canada are able to do anything. I haven't even heard of any of these guys. What a bunch of plugs. Okay, there you go. That's as, that's as good as I can do. Who's more happier? I put this out in a group chat earlier. Who is more happier? Uh, the guys on Team Canada who are now getting to go to the Olympics or the Chinese national hockey team? that the NHL players aren't going. It's still going to be the guys who get to go to the
1: Olympics. (laughs) The Chinese team, although this might make them not lose 50 to nothing, it might only be 10 nothing. They still can't compete with even Russia and these Canadians. You got to think like, if you look at over Swedish league, the KHL and everything, Canada still has top 10 scores in all those leagues. It's not like Canada, like every best player in the entire world plays in the NHL. Our best players do. But there's some studs over in Europe who play. We got some studs in junior who might go over. AHL, I know, went to the last Olympics. So there will be some good hockey players still who, again, are still playing higher hockey and better hockey than these Chinese players. So it's going to suck for them. So I think it's going to be these athletes for Canada who get to go re- represent their country and they never thought they'd get to. So that's pretty cool.
0: I mean, yeah, we'll see. Maybe the. I wonder what the line is right now for like over. like, The line's going to be 0.5, but. What's the payoff for China to win a game? It's got to be high, right? Like, like plus 1800 or something plus 2000. Yeah,
1: it'll be pretty high. I don't know what teams are going to play like if they get to play like Latvia or whoever these lower teams are, maybe they have a chance at sneaking out a win like Latvia and stuff. They don't usually have that high end scoring, but they have good goaltending. So you could just sneak out a game in overtime.
0: Man, like I, that would be I. I'd be really tempted to put a ticket down, like just because it would make the NHL, sorry, the Olympic hockey, like that much more interesting, and I would tune into the China Games, right? Like I think that'd be unreal. Um, next Winter Olympics, two thousand twenty-six. McDavid's gonna be twenty-nine years old. Twenty-nine. The next Olympics rolls around. I'm gonna be thirty-one. That's <laughs> yeah, that's okay, even that's not, scarier. Yeah, yeah,
1: not think about that. Let's not think about
0: that. (laughs) You're gonna be 31. We're gonna be old. Not thinking about that. Nope. Uh, But but like like, I I guess I guess the last thing I want to touch on is is like I I understand it, but I do feel like for a lot of these guys who haven't got to experience this, it's super disappointing. Like, um, you know, McDavid's gonna be in the NHL for what 11 years, and he's been to the Olympics zero times. Like, man, that's that's so tough. And like Crosby's gonna be. I made a joke earlier. Like Crosby's gonna be won't be there. Price won't be there. Flurry won't be there. Dowdy won't be there. Ovi will still be ripping clappers for Russia because he'll be 50 and he'll just keep doing his thing, but like I you know, the next Olympics like in 2026, like this team Canada team is going to look completely different than it would have today.
1: Yeah, I guess the only thing that people were kind of hoping or kind of thinking that, uh, like the Summer Olympics got cancelled and postponed for a year, like maybe it happens to the Winter Olympics, and then we look at these guys playing next year, because I guess that's the most disappointing thing, is we're never going to see a true passing of the torch, we're never going to see Crosby and McDavid play for Canada together, so that's pretty disappointing, and uh, we'll never get to see it best on best, at least, so it'll be interesting to see where we go from here, but... uh, Yeah, I mean, we got to look past it now. It's not happening, and I think it ultimately was the best decision for everyone's interest.
0: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the only other – so another kind of thing, as as we were saying, like lots of leagues shut down because of COVID. The NBA hates the Toronto Raptors. Um, Toronto Raptors flew out to Chicago. Half their team was uh, on the COVID uh, reserve, and their league's like, oh, you guys can still play. Get out there. And – they got to Chicago and the game got postponed because the Raps did not have enough starters. They need five five regular starters or five regular NBA players to play and they didn't even have that. Like, man, I don't know what the NBA's problem is. I don't know why the NBA just didn't do the same thing as the NHL and just shut it down for five days. Like I I, I don't know. I just it just seemed to me to be so stupid. Like I would be really pissed if I was a player where like half the team's staying home because you have COVID. And they're like, all right, boys, get on a plane. We're going to Chicago. You fly all the way. And you're like, oh, yep. actually, we're not playing. So, uh, yeah, go home and have, uh, have a nice Christmas.
1: Well, the league just wanted to put onus on the players and the teams this year, and they wanted to basically penalize teams for testing positive. They really weren't concerned about it. And that's like the NFL is the same way. And that's why you saw like last year, Denver had to start a wide receiver, at quarterback. And that's what the NBA was more trying to do. Like, sorry, you guys got yourself into this mess. So here, try and play with basically nobody. As long as you can have enough players to play, you're going to play. So I mean, I get it. It's on the onus of the teams and the players to do what they can and not test positive. And so, but at the end of the day, they kind of had to go the route of the NHL anyways. So the NHL just doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem to want to copy, like, the NFL standard, like, we own everything. It's like, no, no, we're kind of all in this together. And the NBA is more trying to go the NFL route, where it's like, no, we own you. If you guys fuck up, then, like, it's on you guys and the team. Like, you guys might have to forfeit. You might automatically lose, or you might have to field a team of nobodies. You saw it this week with the NFL, even. Like, Washington was putting out almost nobody against Philly. They were missing so many starters with covid in comparison to any other team this week, and it killed them. They
0: really hurt any chance they had of winning the game. Didn't love the postponements, by the way, because somebody brought up a great point that was like, okay, so what happens when you postpone the game because Washington has all these players? Like, and it's it's wildfire right now. Like every team, every single team has co- like every sports everywhere. It's everywhere, um, right? It's not surprising, and they're like, well, we're gonna postpone it five days or four days, three days, whatever it was, and Saturday to Tuesday, three days. Well, what happens when Washington's players – it didn't happen, but, like, the point was brought up that, well, what if Washington's players all cleared COVID and then Philly's players did not? Are you going to postpone it again? Like, that's not fair. Um, I understand that argument. I, I, I get I get trying to fit it in because Goodell's like, be damned, I am not going to delay this season by a week. Like, I, I get the drive on it, but I'm like, man, like, you kind of you kind of do put other teams who didn't have as many COVIDs in a bad spot – Because what if they got COVID then and then the other team was healthier?
1: Yeah, I do say that argument. But the the reason the games got postponed wasn't because of that, hoping that players would come back. It was so they had time to make all the moves off practice squads and signing agents. So they actually had a team. The LA Rams, I think, had 27 players they would have gone into the game with Sunday. It had nothing to do with guys clearing or failing. They actually didn't have enough players to play the game. So that was more it. It allows them those two days to pull guys off the practice squad, to figure out your contracts, figure out everything off the books that you wouldn't really see and able to actually have a full roster there. So that's why they needed to do and move the games, not so much hoping that all these players would be back. Yeah, they'd hope that like Washington would get one of their two quarterbacks back and not a guy who had been practicing with the team for seven days and had no idea the system or anything. But ultimately it was more to make sure they actually could field a full defense
0: and offense. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, and we're kind of getting into the, the, the recap of last week, so we're, we're going to get into it uh, here shortly. Um, uh, was there anything else, uh, headlines, wines you want to talk about? It's tough right now because there's no games going on. There's nothing in the NBA. There's nothing in the NHL. Um, CFL's not running. Baseball's not running. So, I mean, uh, Olympics aren't here yet, so we we don't have as much to talk about. So if you don't, you got anything else? Oh, just the World Juniors coming up. Uh, True. Official
1: K- Canada named their captain, Caden Gouliad, Montreal Canadiens prospect. Czech Republic named their captain, Jan Misak, Montreal Canadiens prospect. So uh, for all the Habs fan who are struggling through this year, there's at least a bunch of prospects to watch. And we got Shane Wright there, who's going to be the first overall pick to the Montreal Canadiens. So uh, it'll be a good World Juniors for Montreal Canadian fans.
0: If you get last. If. If. You're, you're oh. not last yet. Yeah, we'll win the Arizona's we'll still
1: behind. We got to be last. Could you imagine percentage.
0: if? How pissed would you be if like the Habs drop? Let's say they finish second last, and they drop to like the fifth pick. Yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> I
1: mean, <anything's> gotta <laughs> I be know there has got to be better than third overall though, because Montreal's terrible at third overall picks. They've had two of them in like the last ten years, and both neither players playing for their team. So. Was
0: Galchenyuk a third overall
1: pick? Yeah, Galchenyuk and Kokkinen. And neither is playing for their
0: team anymore. <laughs> yeah, good players though. Wow, Kokkinen's a good player. They just they just didn't work out in Montreal. But all right. Anyway, moving along. Uh, I'm little excited little. to get. I'm excited to get into the picks. You, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, let's do it. It's the over six. NFL picks week fifteen. Week 15, recap show. Uh, we had uh, decent weeks. I am apparently a really good week. I sometimes forget what my picks are. Uh, but it uh, seems like I did all right. Locks was all right. Picks was all right. It was an exciting week. We have one, two, three, four, five days of football to cover. <laughs> uh, so without further ado, we're going to kick it off on the Thursday nighter.
1: Yeah, Thursday night we had KC heading to the L.A. Chargers. KC was laying three points. They get the cover by getting the touchdown in overtime, 34-28. I mean, they shouldn't have covered, and they probably shouldn't have won this football game. I know all the analytics will say Staley should go for it every time, but at the end of the day, you gave up like three field goals, and you lost in overtime.
0: Yep, you did. But the Chiefs have... Turned into covering machines recently. They yep, find a way. Yeah. Kelsey was a beast. Man, that last play, like, I I, I don't know if it was, like, how good Kelsey is or how bad the Chargers defense was. But, man, like, he got the ball. Like, what was it, on the 30-yard line? Yeah, it was, like, the 31-yard it, line it, and he like, ended up. Getting trucking his way all the way into the end zone. Man, this like this this guy like just rumbled, and it, I didn't. guy like, was watching this live because I, you know, obviously I wanted the cover. I was on the Chiefs um, minus three, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, no worries. Like, it's looking like a push. Like, that's going to be fine. And then they give the ball to Kelsey. I'm like, all right. So should we get a first down? And he rumbles his way to the end zone. I was like, okay. Well, I guess I'll take the cover then. <laughs> like, I didn't feel good about it, but hey, I mean. Dubs a dub, yeah. And after watching this game and kind of
1: seeing the game Saturday, especially, like to me, it's going to shock me if KC doesn't win this AFC. Like, they just look above everyone else. I know they had such a horrible start to the year, but to me, they are now just the class of the AFC. The AFC is a total mess, and KC's just come out hot. They're arguably the hottest team in the NFL right now, and they just keep finding ways to win and keep finding ways to cover. And uh, Mahomes didn't have the greatest game, but you have Kelsey. You have Hill, sometimes you
0: just have to get it in their hands. i just like to say that both, the whole league's a mess. The entire league's a mess right now. Like, I'm not even, not just the AFC. It's it's the most parity year I've ever seen. Yeah, I feel like the NFC still has maybe only
1: three really high-end teams that I consider there, or four. Arizona might be falling out of that, but at least they have kind of four who you think are really good teams, where the AFC, I'm not really sure after KC, who is any good anymore.
0: Well, and only, only a couple good teams can come out, right? They got you know, one team coming out of the NFC. I've, they got to be favorites, but Chiefs should have an easy path. Easier path, I would say, than the NFC does to the Super Bowl. But we're going to find
1: out in short order here. Yeah, moving along to Saturday. The first game got canceled. We'll get to that later. But the second game, New England went to Indy. Indy was laying two and a half, and they get the cover, 27-17. Jonathan Taylor really ends it late with a 67-yard touchdown run Carson Wentz five completions for I don't know what 57 yards a touchdown and interception here's a crazy stat for you the last two Patriots games the winning quarterback has an average of three and a half completions Ooh,
0: <laughs> that's not good no that's, that's just not the good. ground game oh my gosh like <laughs> man like I'm looking at this game like if you look at the points, right, like, Indy scores 14 in the first quarter. They score three in the second. They score three in the third. And then the Patriots score 17 in the fourth quarter to make it interesting. And then, you know, Taylor gets his big run. But I look at this game, man, and, like, I like I thought it was over early. And talk about, the as you just said, like, talk about establishing the run game. Um, one of the things that you had said earlier, like, when we were making this picks, I was on Indy, you were on the Pats, which I don't blame that angle. But you're like, well, it's Carson Wentz. Well, obviously Indianapolis knew that Carson Wentz was not going to be very successful against uh, against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So what do they do? They just are like, okay, that's fine. We'll just uh, we'll just put it on the ground, run the rock down your throat, and and get the job done. Yeah, it really makes me question these Patriots a bit. Usually the best thing Bill Belichick's good at doing is
1: shutting down whatever your best option is, and Jonathan Taylor was by far the best option. And they just couldn't shut him down. Because if you shut Jonathan Taylor down and force Carson Wentz to throw, they're in trouble. Anytime Carson Wentz has thrown over 30 times this year, they've lost. So they're in trouble if they if you can force Carson Wentz to sh- throw. And they just couldn't do it. They couldn't stop Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's the best running back in the league this year. And it's not really that close anymore with all the injuries. So they couldn't get it done. And just makes the AFC even a bigger mess as well, the Colts pick up it, a big
0: win. But. Yeah yeah, it hurt it did and the, the problem is is it does hurt the dolphins. Um, you know, it's not something we wanted from from that perspective. I still want it was it was tough because we were watching together. We watched a bit of it together. You were over at my place, and we were we were watching it a bit. and like, yeah, I mean, i I, I did want them to cover because that's who I picked. I mean, I gotta call like I see it, but you know, overall in terms of standings, it wasn't helpful. Uh, I mean, is the division within reach for the Miami Dolphins? Is the division within reach for the Buffalo Bills? This is a huge week upcoming in week 16. Uh, we're going to find out. But a uh, really nice job by the Colts to get a dub here at home.
1: Yep. Yeah, so we'll move right into Sunday then and touch on that other game later. Moving along, we had Carolina heading to Buffalo. Buffalo laying 10 and a half. They get the job done easily here. 31-14. Cam Newton was just Cam Newton. I mean, threw for a touchdown, threw for 150 yards, and had an interception, a really bad one. So uh, I don't know what they're going to do here with their quarterback situation. Again, they're talking about running all three back, as Darnold might be off the concussion protocol. So just a mess. But uh, as we thought, Buffalo would just go beat this inferior team and get
0: the job done. Man, this is the thing. Like, I just want to flip this to a fantasy perspective for a second. Cam Newton had 21.34 points in a half-point PPR league. Not that it matters, because he's not gonna catch the ball, so it doesn't really matter. But um like they lost, so the Bills beat them handily, 31-14, as you mm-hmm. said. Cam Newton still had 21 points. He, like, if you're watching this game, there's no way you think he had 21 points. Like no, no. like, no chance. Like, I don't know how he's so good, but like I mean, he ran for 71 yards on 15 carries. One mm-hmm. of the things that I can't understand is like how how our teams not like it's pretty obvious to me. Like again, 156 passing yards. That's actually not bad for Cam Newton. That's actually pretty good, right? Like that's actually not the worst ever. Um, had a rushing touchdown. Had 71 yards. Like it's, it's a, that's a decent performance. But the eye test tells you something different. Like this, he's just not good. No,
1: like whether you saying, got
0: 156 yards, like it wasn't productive. Fifty 156 yard throwing. I mean, he's arguably the
1: best running quarterback of the last ten years. Like I mean, we could start to put Lamar in that conversation, but it's the Tyler same thing. Tyler Huntley,
0: get. you know, <laughs>
1: same thing you get with uh, Taysom Hill here, where you watch the game and you're like, "This guy's a fucking horrible quarterback," and then he puts up twenty plus fantasy points, and you're like, "Okay, I guess I want him in fantasy still," because it really doesn't matter how good or bad he looks. The rushing upside in fantasy is just huge.
0: Uh, I, I, th- I mean, this is an obvious spot. We were both on the Bills here. Um 10 and I mean, this Panthers team, honestly, they they have they they were five and one in their first six, and since then they are what they've lost every game, yeah, pretty much. They've lost six sorry, how many weeks is there five, six? They've lost eight in a row, eight in a row, like oh my gosh, like it's it's a disaster. It hurts not having Christian McCaffrey, I get it. Um, but man. I, you got to figure out your quarterback. I think that's the most obvious thing about the Panthers. And I don't want to dwell too much on the bills. Cause I mean, the bills just went in and got job done. That's fine. Um, the Panthers need a quarterback. Their quarterback room is a disaster. Like Cam Newton is not the kid. I'm back. You're not back. You're gone next season, dude. You're, you're not good enough. Sam Darnold, not the answer. He's not good enough. Um, you hope they lose the rest of the games this year and maybe get, a, you know, get to get a top five pick. And if they have their own pick, I actually don't know the draft class, but or the draft I'll order, but um, I, I would assume they do. Uh, but the, you, you gotta get a quarterback here who's not a plug. Moving
1: along, we had Houston heading to Jacksonville. Jacksonville oh, favored God. by three and a half. No! And Houston wins 30-16. to 16. Uh, Jacksonville God. is now sitting in last place. If the season ends today, they have the first overall
0: pick. I'd just like to congratulate you on winning the bet. I don't want to publicly declare that you were right. I was wrong. And, you know, this Urban Meyer FU game. I mean, I feel like Urban Meyer was sitting at a bar, hot little young thing on his lap, watching this game and being like, fuck you all. It wasn't my fault. You guys are just a bunch of losers, as he called players and kicked players, calling them losers. Was Urban Meyer
1: right? I mean, James Robinson had a good bounce back game, 75 yards and a touchdown. But uh, I think the biggest question marks here are just Trevor Lawrence and how do you fix this? I know he was in a terrible situation. There's no stressing that. But uh, you also got to think that this interim head coach right now was the OC all season. So what about this offense was going to change drastically when your OC goes to your interim head coach? I get Urban Meyer was making a lot of the calls and stuff. But again, this guy was a part of the offense. Is it really going to change that much? Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a multi-touchdown game since week one.
0: How many touchdowns does he have in the last ten games? Oh, I don't or know. eight like games? Three. Like three? I think the last eight games, I think he has one. Yeah, it's it's one pass, one passing touchdown. That is outrageous, dude. I don't care how bad. Like, think about all of the bad quarterbacks that we've seen. Cam Newton comes to mind. I hate to, I, I hate to keep shitting on him, but like, Cam Newton is a bad quarterback right now. I'm not saying over the last 10 years, but right now he's not a good quarterback. And he has more passing touchdowns than Trevor Lawrence does. And yeah, it's like, it's not like the Jags have that. Like, they don't have a a terrible wide receiving core. They don't have a terrible running back. Yeah. They don't have a terrible running back core. Like, you have can check down for touchdowns. They just, he just doesn't do it.
1: Yeah. It's, I don't know what's going on, but they have a lot of work to do in the off season, and the first overall pick can help, although that'll be the defensive side if they have the first overall pick. But yeah, they're just a
0: total mess. Are you going to keep backing them every week? I can't now. I mean, I already lost the bet, so I might as well get off the train, right? Like, Man, how are the Jacksonville he, Jaguars yeah. the Buffalo Sa- Sabres? Like, they keep getting first-round picks, and they're like, oh, don't worry. This first-round pick's going to – that this is going to save us. And they, they have a dumpster fire season. Then they're like, oh, I got it. This first-round pick's going to save. And then they keep losing consistently and getting worse. The sad part is, is if you look at their team and you
1: look at what they could add next year, if it's going to be Kayvon uh, T- Thibodeau or – Aiden Hutchison, you add that to that defense with Miles Jack, Josh Allen, and that's pretty nasty. They get this offense back. If T Law can figure it out a little bit, you get DJ Chark back. You got James Robinson and Travis Etienne back there. Uh, LaVisca Cheneau has got to figure it out a bit, but this team shouldn't be that bad next year. Injuries have hurt them, as they've hurt everybody this year, but uh, with a new, if they can bring in the proper coaching staff, they have the pieces to be a lot better. Trevor Lawrence was still the most highly regarded quarterback. I'm not out on Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't been very good this year. That's a fact. Has he been in the worst situation in the NFL? <clears throat> yes. That's also a fact. You get the opposite with Mac Jones, who's been in the best situation. So they got a lot to work here. But, uh, yeah, Jacksonville, just just a dumpster fire.
0: Here's the thing is we can't – sorry, like we'll, get, we'll get to the next game here. But you can't shit on Trevor Lawrence because then we're hypocrites because of Tua. Like – it, it, it's a did you just get bit by your dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. For anybody who's listening, Cam's face on the on the computer just went like, <laughs> like his soul just left his body in in pain. Um. Sorry, I got distracted. Um. But like, yeah, like as as a Tua supporter, and we've seen him struggle, and we're like, oh, just give it some time. The talent's there. You got to give the same benefit of the doubt to Tila. I feel. Um, but the one thing watching that game as well is like, he, like, I don't know what he, like, he had guys open. He just didn't hit him. And whether that's an offensive line issue, cause that's, that's happened with Tua. The Miami dolphins were awful. The first half of the season, their old line was terrible. And Tua had zero time was forced to make ridiculously bad throws. And now Miami Miami's T2 in terms of their offensive line production. And look at that, two has gotten better and they've won some games. So maybe that's something to do with it, but I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I just think you can't be, as you said, you can't be out on, on Trevor Lawrence.
1: Yeah. We got to keep moving though. Moving along. Tennessee went to Pittsburgh. Tennessee was laying two points. Pittsburgh gets the job done here. Yes, sir. 1913. Just as you predicted, the only touchdown coming from the Pittsburgh side is a Ben Roethlisberger rushing touchdown. (laughs) Maybe not. Yeah. As he yeah, I, was all, I was all over that I was all fell over into that. the red end zone he just like basically <laughs> fell over he's like it wasn't it wasn't him scrambling or anything it was basically no. him sneaking and falling into the end zone but they get Never the job seen done
0: anybody looked like a tree like Ben Roethlisberger does but anyway
1: he also moved into fifth on the all-time passing yards list oh my gosh game. But, uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's D just got the job done again. Ryan Tannehill with no weapons is just not very good. Let's, let's move on. He's not very good with out weapons. We saw it in Miami. And now you take away Derrick Henry, you take away his top two receivers healthy, and he's just not very
0: good. Yeah, I mean, he the, the Titans are, are deaf. I mean, I don't think the Titans are making the playoffs anymore. Whether Derrick Henry comes back, for the last game or not. Um, you've been touting this Pittsburgh defense all year. They've had downs. They've had ups. And recently, they've played extremely well. And this game was another good example. They played a really good game. Ben was as good as he had to be to get the job done. And, I mean, we had a chance to fade the Titans, take the Steelers, good defense. It worked out exactly as we thought it did, and that's uh, that's all i got to say about that.
1: Yeah, moving along to uh, just a dominating performance. We had the Arizona Cardinals went to Detroit, and Detroit oh just took it to them. 30-12. Jared Goff, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Just throws all over this. Craig Reynolds runs all over this defense for 112 yards. I don't even know what to say about I'm disgusted.
0: this game. I'm disgusted. Disgusted.
1: Detroit now has the third best record against the spread this year which maybe we should have looked into more but maybe that's time to fade them because again regression but uh yeah i mean i don't i don't know what to say about this arizona team like disgusted
0: it's, it's gross it's unacceptable there's not one person i don't care about numbers against the spread the cardinals oh, sorry, i sorry i lost a survivor pool because of this i took the cardinals against detroit why wouldn't you right? Like that makes it, it's a perfect spot. Cardinals coming off of a loss the week before bounce back spot, get right spot. You want to keep, you know, you want to get this division and they absolutely laid a fucking egg. It was unbelievable to watch. Like, did they not like this Cardinals theme? In my opinion has completely dropped off any chance of Super Bowl contention that anybody thought that they had. Are they a fraud at whatever they are? Nine and four now or what? Nine and five. What are they? Nine and five. Uh, yeah,
1: 10, like the 9-5. 10-4, whatever they are.
0: Either way. Like, I, I think it's fake news. Like, you put this team up against any other good team. Like, you lost to the fucking Lions. The Lions are scrappy. Are they the Senators of the NFL? Maybe. From last year. But, man, you can't lose. Like... I would understand if the Cardinals like if the Lions put up a scrappy game and the and the cards didn't cover I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." You know, the Lions, they, you know, they, they're the best third best covering team. You lost money line to the Lions. And not even just lost money line, you lost by 18. They reversed covered you. Could you imagine what the Lions minus 10 and a half line would have paid? Like, you could even see, like, I know Arizona, like, you'll go off on that and say, but, like, if
1: Detroit just managed to scrap out a weird game and they won, like, almost like the Jacksonville-Bills game where it was just a weird game and they win, like, 15-12 or something. A return goal, touchdown. Like, life. something weird happens, a late field goal where they win, like, in a weird low-scoring game. You could even understand that. But you got beat 30-12. to This wasn't a close game. And it wasn't a close game, the opposite of what we were thinking. And... I just don't – yeah, I'm ready to fade Arizona, and I'm ready to fade Arizona come playoff time for sure. They're going to make the playoffs. There's no yep. doubt about that, yep. but I'm pretty much ready to fade them come playoff time.
0: Man, and the last thing that I'm going to say about this is that there has been people who are like, oh, man, I don't know how Like – they're like, oh, too, too many points, didn't see this cut. Co- like You should have seen this coming. And I'm like, okay, as I, as I just said, if they didn't cover, fine. There is not one person – that I believe can straight up say to me, yep, I definitely had the lions winning money line this game because I don't think anybody had the Lions winning money line this game. No. Don't Anyways, not happy about it.
1: I don't know if we can read too much more into that. So we'll move right along. Next game. We had Dallas heading to the New York giants. Dallas was laying 10 and a half. They get the job done. 21, six. Got to ride the boys, baby. This just really came down to again, the offense for Dallas, not looking good again. But Mike Glennon is horrible.
0: And <laughs> the Giants I are horrible.
1: Don't think Mike Glennon's going to start again. It sounds like Jake Fromm went in there. He was 6 for 12 for 82 yards. He looked okay. I mean, he didn't look great. He didn't look horrible. But uh, I'm expecting him to get the start this week, honestly, over Mike Glennon. And uh, I mean, I don't really want to read too much into this. Again, 10.5 points at a division game when I don't think Either teams like the Giants aren't good, but I don't think Dallas is as good as they've been. I'd probably take that again, and it happened not to be that way. Giants' offense is just so bad.
0: Oh, they're they're a disaster. Um, I, I just I don't know. I, I don't got too much to say. I mean, I, I had the voice covering they they and you're right. Their offense was not good, and I'm not high on the Cowboys in the playoffs by any means. But, like, is the NFC Least still the NFC Least? Because these teams are not good. Any of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're still the division that we thought they were. Like, I will take even the Seattle Seahawks over any team in this division if it came down to it in the playoffs. I know the Seahawks aren't making the playoffs, so you're not going to get Cowboys-Seahawks. But I'd still be tempted to take the Seahawks over the Cowboys. Like, that's this NFC West is so much better than the East, and it's not even that close.
0: Anyway, I got nothing really to say about the NFC Least.
1: Moving along to the last 1 p.m. game, we had Carolina, or no, Carolina, we already did that. <sighs> Losing track with all these games. Miami no changing. We had the New York Jets heading to Miami. Miami was favored by 10. They get the win. 31 24, but uh did not get the cover. I mean, the Jets pulled out all the stops here. I mean, they had the crazy they had a couple crazy plays. They had the end around with Barrios for the touchdown. They tried a bunch of different things and kind of threw the kitchen sink at Miami in this game and two or two picks neither were that great pick sick so you just can't make that throw off your back foot bad throw to be making off your back foot with zero zip on it but again this is what we talk about too he bounces back two touchdowns in the fourth quarter leads them down with less than five minutes left four minute drill gets the job done i just watched the mic up with two and man this team loves him he looks yep. like a leader on the sidelines like flores and him he's he owns up to his mistakes he's good at that uh, if he could just figure out it a little bit, I mean, we've seen signs of it here, even in this game. You saw the good, you saw the bad. So if he can figure it out a little more, uh, but not enough. We're not talking enough about this game and Christian Wilkins.
0: Oh, what a guy! I was gonna say there's two things that stand out for me. The first one is Tua audibling to Devontae Parker for the touchdown. Great play. Was not the play call. Comes off the, as you were just saying. The audio basically, he's like, "Yep." The other side for the original play was completely covered. You see a one-on-one with Devontae Parker, who is, like, people forget that he was the number one wide receiver on the Dolphins before injury, number one, and Jalen Waddell, number two. Uh, And he's an excellent wide receiver. Excellent. Easy play, one-on-one, no doubt. Great play by Tua to call the audible. As you just said, Christian Wilkins... The heartbeat of this uh, Miami team, as much as they love Tua, Christian Wilkins has to be the most likable guy on the team, the most, the guy who, in my opinion, gives like his, just works his ass off every single week, and reports saying he's been begging Flores to put him in on the goal line, like red zone goal line plays, and he caught a touchdown pass. Not only did he not only was it a big man touchdown, he had to catch it like basically over his shoulder. Oh, it was a great and, catch. Uh, and like it, it, people are like, oh, it's such a basic catch. This guy's 6'4, 310 pounds on defense. For a def- for, for a defensive player to catch that touchdown, he and he bobbled it, but like it's over his shoulder. It's a great play. That's a great touchdown for a big man, and you know he was saying in an interview after he, you know, his boy Jalen Waddle wasn't playing COVID, whatever. And he was going to do the Waddle dance. He got too excited. He did the worm and a spinaroonie, as he said. Uh, I, I love to see it. And you know what? As you know, we said in the middle of the year, I thought it was a disappointing start for Miami. I stand by that. I feel like we should be in a much better position. There's lots of games. Raiders game, they got away from us. Um, Jacksonville got away from us. I really feel like we could be nine wins, ten wins right now. This team's got their mojo going. But it just, the, the, they just look like they're having fun, and you really can't ask for much more than that. Winning six in a row was fun, but having that core group of guys like that when they, you know, love playing with each other, love trying to do stuff, you just overall love to see it as a fan.
1: Yeah, last thing that we forgot to mention is good Morning football gave the scepter for the angry run of the week to Tua oh, Tagovailoa. Man. What other quarterbacks just gets a <laughs> one-on-one and he's like, no, nah, I'm going through this DB. Just runs right through Michael Carter II. And then, of course, flexes and the guys on the bench love it when he goes there. And who would have thought that Tua Tagovailoa would be getting the angry run from good morning football for a week
0: what is it, 16, 15? I had lost track already. It's 15, but, man, I'm telling you, I was watching on the couch, a little hungover from Saturday night, and uh, I wasn't moving on the couch for much. There's two plays this game that I jumped up out of the couch for. First one was Christian Wilkins' touchdown. Second one was when Tua trucked that guy. I was out of my seat full of freaking out because I was like, oh, God, here we go. Tua's in a tough spot, going to slide. Nope. Lays the boom, uh, great play. Love to see it, the, the, and you just see his teammates' reaction after that play. They're just fired up, and hey, that's what leaders do sometimes, right? Like you, you know, you're you're in a in a tight game, in a division game, even though it's the Jets. Your your main guy's got to be your main guy, and Tua to, to sure was on that play. Love to see it. Yeah, moving along to
1: the afternoon games. Then we had Cincy heading to Denver. Denver favored by two and a half. Since he pulls it off 15 10. This one kind of hurt. I felt like Denver was there. And then with 40 seconds left, you give up a 56 yard touchdown grab to Tyler Boyd. Just shouldn't happen. This was kind of a messy game, as I thought it could be with the defense, but uh I mean
0: since he gets the job done. I'm okay with the Bengals covering. That works for me. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I mean the big thing in this game, Teddy Bridgewater gets his lights knocked out. Yep. Ugly yeah, to that see. that was unfortunate to see. We saw it a couple too many times this week. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, the amount of guys who got... And, you know, what? it wasn't even like guys were getting knocked out on plays that were like, you know, blindside hit, you know, coming over the top, like whatever the case is. Like, these were just guys falling onto the turf. Like, uh, uh, Parham Jr., same kind of thing. Like, falls on the, you know, falls on his head. And, ah, man, like, it's just... And, and, you know, Teddy gets hit from behind, smashes his head, and he's knocked out. Like, to me, he looked like he was knocked out cold um, you know, limp arms and the whole, the whole shebang, but, um, hate to see that happen to anybody. Love to see the Bengals cover. The Bengals are sneakily cruising to eight and six, and they're in the, they're in the, <laughs> the playoff hunt as well. Uh, I just saw an article came out that, uh, that Burroughs was asked about just kind of talking about why the Bengals, they only have one guy on the COVID list. And he was like, well, there's not much of a nightlife night in Cincinnati, so we're not out clubbing or anything. We're just staying at home. So I thought it's so funny. It's true, though. Yeah, that's why you're, you're kind of surprised to not
1: see Miami get hit more because we all know Miami's a fun city to be in. Anyways, moving along, we had Atlanta heading to San Fran. San Fran favored by nine. They get the job done easily. Falcons suck. San Fran 31-13. They just run all over these Falcons. There's not much to talk about here again. San Fran's better than I thought they were, especially beginning of yep. year. But Shanahan finds ways to run the ball, and the Falcons suck. The the Falcons just suck.
0: Well, we were both on the, the Niners, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't see yeah. – I mean, this goes right again. Like, betting lines, whatever, too many points, this just comes down to don't bet on a bad team, which is why I feel justified about the Lions. You don't pick the spread on like a bad team and the falcons are just proving that they are a bad team flash back to three four weeks ago when they were like we still got a chance at the playoffs no you're done you're they're, trash I get out of here still on
1: the in the hunt graphic on uh... oh
0: no stop it right now there's no no absolutely not you're not you matt ryan is washed up kyle pitts needs somebody else you, you know, I think the big. I actually feel bad for Kyle Pitts, by the way, because like they just don't have a wide receiver core, so everybody just zeroes in on Pitts. If they had Calvin Ridley this year, I actually think that Kyle Pitts would have had a much better season.
1: I mean, he's still like top five in tight ends, and Russell Gage has been
0: really good the last three weeks. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean- but overall, though, like I mean, yes, he is. But like it just it doesn't seem like it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't seem like he's having these Kelsey, these Kittle games. Like it just, you know, like for all the hype that it's there, he's okay. Like he's not bad. But um, I don't know. But I just feel Kelsey, like he could have done he could done better. Kelsey
1: hasn't had very many Kelsey games this year either. So it's just a weird year, especially for tight ends. They're they're heating up. Chiefs are heating up. Moving on to the last afternoon game, we had the Green Bay Packers heading to Baltimore. Green Bay favored by five, and they pull it off 31 to t- 30. Didn't cover Harbaugh again. What, the last two weeks going for it for two, not getting it done. Uh, Tyler Huntley just put on a show. QB1 in fantasy for the week.
0: Uh, Packers should have covered, man. <laughs> Packers should have <laughs> lost uh yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, I you know I don't know I, I think if they score the two point conversion, there's a lot of time left on the clock, like they could' have, you know Aaron Rodgers could have got the job done there, but still um, recovered, but no, but i, I don't know, I just I mean Huntley's a great story, I mean, he ran in I think the difference, like some of the things that I noticed watching him is is like he sits back in the pocket way more than the Martas, if that makes sense, so he he sits back more, so when he runs. It's not like people are expecting him to run. Now, maybe that's because they haven't seen game tape on him or whatever the case is, but he, he sits had back way, way less time
1: in the pocket than Lamar. Did he? That's Lamar's well, then, biggest issue is well he then Lamar's too much time.
0: Well, then maybe this is the thing, right? Like maybe Lamar's doing too much because you look and and there's a couple of plays where he like he's looking, he look, he's like option one, option two, option three, option four moves up and then he runs it in easily twice. And I'm like, man, like, how, how, where why is Lamar not been doing this all year? Well, it's because he's he's thinking the run first, which teams cue on, and then he throws a bad throw, like a bad pass. I think that's the difference, in my opinion. I don't know. I actually think it's the
1: opposite. Is he's trying to force pass too much because he's known as a runner and not just using what he's good at. That's what Huntley looks so different at. Is he knows he's a great runner, so he's just using that to his advantage and running where. Lamar, because of all the talks over the last few years, and he needs to be more of a runner, is he's trying to be this pocket passer, and he's just not. Well, but uh,
0: yeah. Could I be. mean, anyways. Either
1: way. Green Bay wasn't close to covering this game, and maybe we should have seen this. It was just kind of a mad game. Green Bay just doesn't, just doesn't get up for games they don't care about. Aaron Rodgers got the job done, but just something else when it's like games that Aaron Rodgers really cares about, they get up differently, but this wasn't one of them. Moving into the Sunday nighter, we had the New Orleans Saints heading to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay favored by 11. (laughs) How'd that work out? They scored zero (laughs) points. The New Orleans Saints just owned Tom Brady
0: in the regular season. Uh, Nine to nothing the game. uh, We were both on the Saints, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, We were all over the Saints. We hope
1: you sprinkled some on the money line because 11 points was way too many.
0: Oh, Apparently any point was too many because twenty points was too many. Uh, like this is this is hilarious to me. Like it, I don't know, and like Tom Brady is just being a spaz all game. Like you know, I hate to see that from a guy like Tom Brady, who overall I like as a as a core. Like people don't. I, I I you know I I like him in interviews. I like him in some other stuff I've seen. But like he was just a whiny baby, and this makes me wonder like if if Tom Brady lost more games. Let's say he lost, like, had the same amount of Super Bowls, made the playoffs, but lost half his regular season games and acted like that. Would he be as respected as he is in the league? There's no chance. No. But you win
1: and you're allowed to get away with more stuff. Like, that's that's the fact. As I know everyone was talking, like, if Odell did, Odell Beckham did these things, this is what the things that he'd be considered cancer for and stuff. And it's like, but Tom Brady, he's just fiery. And it's like, yeah, you win how many championships? And you get a lot more credit for being fiery you win nothing ever. You're a cancer if you're like this. If you win, you're allowed to get away with more stuff. That's a fact. Like you win if you six can go or get the yeah. yeah. if you can go get the job done, I'll give you a little more slack when it comes to that sort of shit. The only thing I'm having with like the NFL is like you look at the other sideline and it's a taunting penalty. He literally runs over to the sideline and says, "Go fuck yourself," and it's not a penalty. <laughs> like all the
0: way over there, like everyone knew what he.
1: What was the one no, taunt
0: this weekend? Uh, buddy like points at the guy. He like he uh, I I don't know which game it was, but he like points at the guys, he runs by him in the end zone so gets a taunting flag. And Tom literally says, Go fuck yourself and gets nothing. Like I, I don't know. Taunting's a joke. Like I I think it's a stupid I think there's certain instances of taunting like that make sense. Like if you step over a guy you know, like if you intentionally step over a guy, like it's gonna cause a fight. Fine. If you give a guy a peace sign, like Tyreek did a couple of years ago, like come on. Like, I don't but if know. you
1: run over to the other team's bench and go say "fuck yourself,"
0: yeah, that's, that's a taunting, taunting it, Yeah, well, But this is just, that's just an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Yeah. like, like, like that would make that. sense. Why? But like why? I don't I, I don't want to get I don't wanna get down this rabbit hole. But I just it, the, the, I think everybody who watches the NFL can acknowledge the taunting girl is a joke. I think the yeah. passer is a joke and taunting's a joke. It's 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 just wild.
1: Yeah, end of the day that uh, the New Orleans Saints, even without Sean Payton on the sideline, owned Tom Brady in the regular season. He is now 0 for four since being a buck against the Saints in the regular season. Yeah, moving moving along Monday double header. First game we had Vegas heading to Cleveland. Original line when we picked was Vegas minus one and a half. Things changed so much. COVID a big mess. Raiders get the job done. I said Vegas. I said Vegas, right? Not Vikings. Anyways, Vegas. Raiders get the job done 16 14. Daniel Carson, big kick at the end. I know you're calling Derek Carr a bum for that interception. Horrible He's interception. He's a bomb. But they get the job done. They get the cover 16 14. So, uh, I mean, they got the job done. And just again, adds to this entire wild card mess in the AFC.
0: Vegas won despite, Oh, sorry, in spite of Derek Carr. Like Derek Carr was a disaster that game. He didn't target Renfro at all. He was targeting guys who dropped tons of balls and still was like, nah, I'm not going to even bother throwing it to Renfro. There was a play where Renfro's jumping up and down in the end zone as Derek Carr was rolling out. Pat Mahomes would have made that throw. Aaron Rodgers would have made that throw. Derek Carr can't make that throw because he's got his head up his ass. Like He's just awful, awful, awful to watch. But I would like to say I was on Vegas, minus one and a half. This is why you, at in some instances, making picks early in the week is helpful. Now, sometimes it's not, a.k.a. a la Washington football team. We'll get to that. But like in this instance, you picked it at one and a half. What was the closing line on that? Three and a half. Okay, so you know you pick it early in the week and you pick Vegas, you get the cover. You pick it later, you don't get the cover, right? Like it's a huge exactly. difference. Um, we like to take it earlier in the week. With this COVID stuff, it can really bite us. But man, I don't know. I just Vegas didn't deserve to win that game, in my opinion. I just, I just, they were just awful. And Derek Carr's bum. That's that's my that's my biggest summary. Is Derek Carr is a bum. If you think two is a bum, Derek Carr is a bum.
1: You're way too close to the sun on this. I know you had Hunter Renfro in fantasy. Derek Carr has been <laughs> one of the best passing quarterbacks in the last three seasons in the he's NFL, and it's—he's like a bum. top five passing quarterback in the NFL the last three years. He's a so, bum. He wins five hundred. I mean, he, he he wins half his games. You're just—you're way too close to the sun with this one, having Renfro in fantasy. Moving along, we had the Monday nighter. We had Minnesota heading to Chicago. I'm all screwed up on my sheet. Minnesota was favored by three and a half. They get the cover here. They get the job done. Kirk Cousins in prime time again. Yes, sir. Let's go. Is there nothing sacred in this entire world? No. Kirk Cousins <laughs> is half decent in prime time. I mean, he actually didn't look good. He looks like he misses Thielen a ton. Jefferson still gets the job done. The Chicago D was giving them every chance possible, especially with nobody playing. I mean, they had Hicks, who what was drafted from Vagina, as they said on the broadcast. Vagina, Saskatchewan, <laughs> Canada. He's the only NFL drafted from Canada, but uh, apparently every American thinks Regina is the funniest word in the world. So, uh, but uh, yeah, Minnesota gets the job done. Chicago, just kind of a mess on offense. They couldn't get anything going. Their offensive line was just horrendous. They couldn't stop anybody. Justin Fields didn't look as good as he had in the past. Again, another decent the until, until ends- the
0: last drive. He looked really yeah, he, good on the last drive
1: again, but he had zero time. This was just kind of a messy game. Again, COVID just killed the Bears here. They, everything was a big mess with that, uh, losing everybody, having nobody playing. And, again, I don't want to read too much into this because most of the roster wasn't playing for the Bears.
0: This game was closer than it needed to be. Like, Minnesota should have just thrown the ball. But what did they do? They're like, we're going to establish the run game. Kudos, dear, uh, Dalvin Cook, for only getting nine points and winning me fantasy playoff matchups. But they're like, we're going to establish the run. And the Bears are like, oh, okay, sounds good. And the Bears kept selling out on the run all game long. Like, yeah, I mean why would you not throw the ball? They just
1: didn't. Yeah, you because know, Kirk Cousins doesn't know what to do. He looks Jefferson and he's like, oh, Jefferson's not not open. KJ Osborne. Do I, do? I don't have Thielen. So Come um, on, I mean, if you like, if you watch the game, like the Bears secondary actually was playing great coverage, shockingly. I have no idea how, with nobody playing, but they were playing great coverage, so yeah, they probably should have attempted to throw it more, but again, they got the job done. And they, if you're up big, you don't need to pass it. And again, yeah, I'm happy Cook did nothing in fantasy 2. That helped me out greatly. I was facing Tom Brady and Cook this week, so I somehow got oh, a win. that's beauty.
0: That's uh, beauty. That's like that's like that's like 12 <laughs> points total. Not, not bad at all.
1: <laughs> but again, I don't th- again don't want to read too much into this game. No. These COVID games, there's not that much to read into. We got to go over them, but nothing to read into. Moving along to Tuesday night football on Tuesday night. We had the Washington football team heading to Philly. Philly was laying points, right? They were laying seven points when we picked it. Yep. They get the job done. 27, 17. This was actually a pretty good game from Jalen hurts. He ends up having a decent game. That interception was not his fault. That was one of the craziest interceptions I've ever seen. Hits Goddard in the hands, hits his heel and pops yep. up to Z- to Collins and gets the job done there. But, uh, he had a pretty good game, 296 yards, a touchdown, an interception, two rushing touchdowns. Again, he just rushes a ton and gets the job done that way. And, again, not too much to read into Washington. They were just destroyed with COVID.
0: Yeah, they were. And, and the, you know, the line closed at 10, Philly minus 10, they, which would have been a push. We got it early, minus 7. Uh, I was on the Eagles. You were on the football team. Um, yeah, I mean, COVID was obviously huge. I mean, Washington running with their third-string quarterback, it is what it is. What can you do? Um, as you said, I, I mean, I, you can't really look too much into it. I just, you know, Philly had an okay game, Like they, they did just enough to, they did enough to get the dub. I don't think the money line was ever in doubt. In my opinion, I thought Philly had it all day with, with those injuries, but, um, I mean, disappointing that it wasn't, I didn't think it was that good of a game. I think that's the other part. I think like, it was okay. It's an okay football game. It just it, I didn't watch one second of this football
1: game. I was uh, way too invested in the other one.
0: Yeah, I watched a little bit of it and it was just, yeah, it's just not, not as good.
1: Moving along to the other Tuesday night game. Although it wasn't a great game, I was highly invested. The uh Rams here again, I'm so screwed up on my sheet. Too much change. They were favored by seven when we picked. We took Seattle and both. They don't get the cover. 20 to 10. Cooper Cup. Stud. Stunt. This might be the greatest wide receiver. Well, if this is the greatest wide receiving season I've ever seen in my lifetime, it's comparing to Jerry Rice's one season. Like, I know Calvin Johnson had unbelievable seasons, but what Cooper Cup's doing, this guy runs like a four seven. not fast. He's not overly big. He's just finds the right spots. He's so good after the catch. He's just so unbelievable altogether. And just what he's doing right now is unbelievable. He's super fun to watch for a guy who's not... Tyreek Hill, he's not DK Metcalf, but he's the best wide receiver in the league right now. He finds ways to getting open, and uh, he took over this game. Matthew Stafford found him, and uh, he took over fantasy
0: football. Oh, I mean, he definitely won people matchups this week. It was insane. Insane. The, like, the guy just, he's he's an absolute stud. Russ Wilson, fantasy-wise, in half-point PPR, 4.24 points. Like, he threw for 150, 156 yards. No touchdowns and one interception. That is, that is, Russ had no running yards? Zero?
1: Yeah, Russ hasn't been able to move much recently. And the biggest get, thing you're noticing, uh, like, he's missing Tyler Lockett.
0: He was 17 plain, for
1: 31 passing, by the way. Plain and simple, he's missing Tyler Lockett. DK just doesn't, isn't the same guy. I, DK's arguably the most skilled, physically talented receiver in the NFL. Like, you look at him and you're Fast. like, holy cow but Tyler Lockett just does things to get open for Russell Wilson and move around after Russ moves out of the pocket a bit that DK just doesn't do. DK gets frustrated. He gets an issue and Russ is just missing Lockett. And this just kind of adds to it that to me, this is kind of, I mean, they're going to have a losing season for the first time, whatever. And it just see, I see a divorce between Russ and the Seattle Seahawks this summer. I just don't, Yep. think they're going to be together russ is going to find somewhere else to go i just don't think this is working anymore i think russ still has the talent it's just something's not right here it's not working they again run the least amount of plays in the nfl with no true running back and run it a ton it's just it's just a weird thing and i think this is over this is a huge statement game from the rams though the rams are in a division game ton of COVID issues all over the place for them again they're still missing robert woods for the year bunch of covet all over the place again it's job done division game they did what they needed to, and uh, it was big for them to keep up. Now, especially with the Arizona loss, they're right there for the division. All they need to do is
0: just keep winning down the stretch. Which they should do, and, I mean, hey, um, you know, if, if I would have told you who, who, who should have had a better game, Zach Wilson or Russ Wilson, you would have said Russ, and, yeah, Zach Wilson had a much better game than Russ did, and Russ has just been... For some fantasy owners, it's just a disaster this year, not the guy he was last year, the year before. And I agree. I think the time with Seattle is coming to an end, uh, as is our recap uh, of week 15 coming to an end. Uh, Cam, how did we do overall on our picks and our locks? You had a really good week
1: overall. I had to, I kept changing the numbers because again, all my sheet was screwed up. You ended up finishing 10 and 6, two for three on the locks. That's a good week. That's not bad. I was not as good. Seven and nine, and zero for three on the locks. The lock king lasted oh. one week. One week. One week. <laughs> so you're back to the turf king now. Yeah. In my defense, the Washington game closed at ten. So if you give me the closing line, I push. Um, <laughs> I got forced to picking a game Saturday. I didn't feel good
0: about either one. So uh,
1: anyways, I thought you liked I, the
0: Patriots Saturday. I you did like them. the Patriots, but I didn't like locking it. Oh. Well, either way. All right. What are the totals?
1: So total for the year, you're sitting at 46% overall, 40% on the locks. I'm sitting at 47% overall, 32% on the locks.
0: Okay. All right. Well, again, this is two good weeks for the band in a row. Um, 10 and 6. I mean, I'm happy with that. You know, could be could be worse. Um, anytime you go that far above 500, three games above, or basically three games above 500, I'll take it. Um we got a Thursday night game this week. Our last Thursday night game of the year. Yep.
1: Last Thursday night. Which is sad. I, we I'm, have Saturday. You know, we have Saturday
0: football We, we do. We do. And then we have Sunday and Monday. So, and, you know, if the games get pushed, we could have Tuesday again. Like, who knows? But last Thursday won. Uh, who do we got to play on Thursday night?
1: Thursday night football, we have San Fran heading to Nashville, Tennessee to take on the Titans. San Fran favored by three and a half. Yeah.
0: I'm taking San Fran minus three and a half. I think San Fran's defense. And like, this is a team again, that I really overlooked at least the first half of the season. I don't even remember talking about them the first half of the season. And all of a sudden they're, you know, they're sitting there at eight and six, um, there's no Elijah Mitchell this week, but Jeff Wilson had a great week last week. Uh, Debo is only getting healthier right now. Jimmy G's, you know, getting the job done. And the Titans, in my opinion, are just absolutely defeated right now. Um, you know, the Niners, they're they're hunting for playoffs. They're they 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 want that playoff spot. Um, they're going to be super motivated this week. Um, three and a half points to me again. Should you take? Titans plus three and a half at home. Maybe the betting line suggests that, Uh, but for me, I test it in terms of what it means to both teams. I just think the Niners have more weapons and and can make life miserable for Tannehill, so give me the Niners minus uh, three and a half.
1: Yeah, give me the Titans this week. I'm just going to go coaching here. Vrabel really needs a win. Indy's coming up their tail quickly. I think they're now tied in the division. San Fran's been, I think, playing above who they are. Again, they're starting to they're a better team than I thought they were. But I still don't think they can compete with like the Rams or Packers or Bucks in the division or in the conference. So uh Tennessee just needs this win w- more. And I'm gonna take Vrabel over Shanahan. Shanahan again, I'm not a I don't think he's as good and as good as he gets praised, but uh Vrabel's gonna find a way to get this done. This is a uh as Vrabel kinda puts it, like his dick is on the table here. He's gonna get the <laughs> job done find a way of getting this done. So give me the Titans in this matchup.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the Niners are five and two uh, on the road. The Titans are five and two at home. Uh, the Niners are seven and seven and, uh, against the spread, and Tennessee is eight and six versus the spread. So basically, it's fifty percent off the board, in my opinion. This is about as pick 'em as a pick 'em as you could get. Um, but I'm gonna ride the hot hand on this. Uh, Cam, anything else that you want to get to before we sign it off until our pick spot?
1: Uh No, the only brand new news, I mean, everyone by the time they have this, is Miami Dolphins do have a starting Pro Bowler, at least one. X gets named starting corner of the AFC. He deserves it. He's been unbelievable. I don't think people with the lower interception totals this year realize how good he's still been. When he's on the field, nobody throws that side. You just don't throw it X's way because you're scared of the picks. So it's not like Trayvon Diggs, who's racking up 10 picks because everyone's trying to throw at him because he's also leads the league in yards given up. So you know, X from last X, year. Well, no, X didn't give up the most yards in the league. He gave up quite a few. This year, just nobody's throwing his way because he just doesn't give up anything. So nice to see that at least one
0: Dolphin will be a Pro Bowler this year, Zavian Howard. Kind of made me feel a little gross because I was pretty mad at him for his contract thing. Uh, But it's time for, you know, it's the Christmas season. I'll forgive him. Congratulations, Zavian Howard. It's just nice to have a Dolphin in there. It's not a guarantee. So it's nice to have him in there and uh hopefully, you know, I, I'd like to see Waddle get on there as a reserve. I'd like to see, I don't know, Christian Wilkins get in there. I don't think two has got a chance of making anything. I'm pretty sure the quarterbacks are already all named. So uh yeah. but uh but yeah, there's definitely still a chance. Uh Holland, love to see maybe if he could get in, uh, keep an eye out for it. But uh yeah, definitely good to see. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Over6Sports, uh, at Zach Burke Over 6 and at C. Charleston Turf. And new, you can uh, rate our podcast on Spotify. So it's not only just on Apple uh, Podcasts. It is on Spotify as well. Hit us with a five-star like. Uh, help, help us uh, get the podcast in front of more people. We greatly appreciate it. And, uh, and as always, for the Over6Sports Podcast, I'm Zach the Bandit Burke. And with me, the former Lock King and current Turf King... Cameron Charlton. <laughs> That's listening to over six sports. And we'll chat with you later this week.